radio? Yes, talk radio. So boring, man. Okay. Able to take this one to the outside now is Gunnarsson. Let it on back. Barbashev across. Drive! And that one whistled wide. Came back along to Gunnarsson once more. They've got Sunquist set up at the opposite circle. Across to Gunnarsson. The shot. He scores! The Blues win it in overtime and have evened the series. For Thursday, June 13th, 2019, I am Brutes Battaglia of Puck77.com. Dot com. I'm James Cole, also of Puck77.com. And I write about a little team down in Missouri. Uh, they're called the Blues. And uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, maybe you're not too up to date with hockey news and you're looking for some inside information. We may not have inside information, but we do have some information. The St. Louis Blues are Stanley Cup champions for the first time in franchise history. Thoughts? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's uh, I don't know, a lot of good stories. Like there's a lot of good stories for this team, so I was pretty down for that. Like, uh, you know, I don't mean I, I don't even know where to start. Like, I guess Bo Meester got the cup first. Bo Meester's had, like, a ridiculous career. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's just... He, he at one point for, like, you know, maybe the, the younger listeners, like, if you really kind of are late to the party on Jay Bo Meester, like, Jay Bo Meester for a while was, like, the ideal defenseman. Because he was just huge, super smart, skates like the fucking wind, and could still put up, like, 50 points a season. Like, he was unreal. Yeah. Uh, great leader, and you know, obviously he's not—he's uh, not what he used to be. But old gray mare, she ain't what she used to be. But uh, you know, he's still pretty good. Doesn't he still hold the record for like most games played before their An first injury? no playoff appearance? Uh, I thought it was Hainsey, but oh, it might be yeah, yeah, it might be now, yeah. At um, one point, I think he had it though. Yeah, it it couldn't it couldn't be Bowmeister over Hainsey. It's got to be Hainsey, but um. Yeah, like, Bo Meester, obviously, it's it's great. I'm excited for Bozak. Oh, yeah. As a Leaf fan, you get Big to watch fan. Bozy fucking try to everyone pretend that he's a first-line center for years and years and years, and then he just has to kind of, like, try to pretend to be a first-line center for this whole time, you know? And then, uh... And, uh, you know, there we go. Now that's working. Uh, and Bozak, obviously, like, a great, a great story there. Steen, former Leaf, I'm excited. Carl Gunnarsson, former Leaf, I'm excited. Uh, you know, all the former Leafs are there. Eric Lindros is probably on the team somewhere. Fucking Mike Komisarek back there blocking shots. Good for him. Big fan. Um, you know, it's great. Hey. It's great. And you know what? Yeah. Cup's coming home. Back to Thunder True. Bay, Ontario. Yeah, Thunder, so. Bay, uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario native Robert Bertuzzo. Um, 
Yeah, it's been it's been a lonely time because normally he's uh, at my work every day by now, but he's mm. been in St. Louis playing hockey and Boston playing he'll hockey stop and by. stuff. Yeah. Oh, he'll be in soon. I, he'll be in like what's today? Thursday. He'll be in Saturday. Nice. <laughs> Imagine. Yeah. Flies home. It was nice to see Oscar Bertuzzo on the fucking telly there. Nice shout out there for sure. You know. Uh, yeah, he's looking. He's looking good there. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, congrats to the Bertuzzos. Like, but, but but like with all sincerity, like there there's so many good stories with this team. Like I'm I'm really happy for Ryan O'Reilly. I'm happy for everyone on that team. Like there isn't anyone on St. Louis where I'm like ah, fuck you. And like I, I like I do I do sort of feel bad because like I don't I don't know like. I don't get as much joy seeing Boston lose as maybe like I I used to or usually do this year. Like I don't know. For some reason I could kinda be okay with them winning the cup this year, like it would have been fine. But when they showed Brad Marchand in tears <laughs> I uh, like I couldn't help but Become some, a little bit unsportsmanlike at my some house. Some sort of new drug you're experiencing. Yeah, for the first time, I, I didn't. I I wasn't overly disappointed about that. So, yeah, I mean, but you know, it's great for the Blues. Uh, uh, now, the thing I wanted to ask you is: is this? Do you think? How, where does it? Where does it compare to what Vegas did last year? Like, do you think that this like is in terms of like the underdog? Because I narrative. I honestly I. Vegas was impressive given the circumstances. Yeah. But we have never seen anything like this either. Right. And, you know, Vegas did a good job drafting. And a lot of us didn't realize that. Because a lot of us aren't plugged into the to the hockey network. Do you think that this win maybe is more impressive or as impressive or less impressive? You know what? I, I gotta say that it's probably more impressive for some reason i find it more impressive Just, well they won expansion right? like teams that's... fucked like that's insane yeah. don't get me wrong but yeah like you know and they did it last year without mark stone and stat well they did they have stasny no they didn't have stasny no and uh who's the other guy they got Pacioretty. yeah they literally gained a top line right yeah and, no yeah. like it's it like don't get me wrong it, it's a close race to call but i think you know at the end of the day one of those two one of those two teams got the job done and one of them didn't. And you could make the argument that, you know, well, the expansion team was never supposed to. Well, yeah, but neither was the last place team. Yeah. Right? So, it's a, it's tough. Like, you got to think the Blues, they don't, they don't have a head coach. Technically speaking, they don't, <laughs> they don't have a head coach. Yeah. Right? That, 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 was, that was a fun thing to watch. Their, the, their fourth string goaltender went on a run uh, not seen since the days of Andrew Hammond. Who, Vili Huso? Yeah. So, like, there's... There's enough here with the Blues to make the case that this might be the greatest underdog underdog story in hockey, other than maybe the Miracle on Ice. Vegas is probably NHL wise, it's up there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Vegas, you can make into a movie because of like the surroundings, right? There was nothing this year about St. Louis itself that was like electric or anything. Like St. Louis, just St. Louis, been good at being St. Louis. Like, the city. Yeah. It's just been good at being St. Louis for years. And then, you know, like, they, their team got better this year. And they were, you know, St. Louis turned out to be this great hockey city. And they always were. And, and you know. Great. No, it's fantastic. Vegas was, like, this city, though. It was just in the middle of fucking nowhere. Like, you know, no one knew what it was. No one's ever been to Vegas. Who's ever been to Vegas? No one's ever been there. And 
you know, they put a rink there and we're like, ah, oh, it's not going to work. Nobody lives here. But apparently, um, the people who work at the casinos actually don't fly in to work there. They actually live there. So that was pretty cool. And they went to the games and it was a lot of fun. It was just like a really coming to nowhere. You could make that into a movie more so. There's more like gushy, warm stuff there. But fucking, I don't know. I think the Blues winning the cup probably, it, it impresses me more as an NHL fan. Yeah, it really does. Like Maybe it's recency bias. I don't that know, too. I, I don't know if you like. I guess the one thing you could say about Vegas is that they continued to surprise all season long. Like, yeah, you got halfway through the season, and you're like, okay, like they're obviously they banked enough points at this point, like they're gonna make the playoffs, and and they make the playoffs, and it's like okay, but they're not gonna win, and then they win against like you know the Kings, who were probably not as good as they are like how we maybe built them up at the time and all right whatever and then it's like oh they're gonna lose to you know was it the sharks that played in the second Mm -hmm. round like it was just like at some point we all like uh, the jets like there's no way they're getting back i think and they was about to ask you wait who did they beat in the western conference final last year yeah oh yeah my team yeah but you know what i mean like that's one thing that they did kind of have over st louis because with the blues i can't i can't speak for yourself but like Aside from that first round match against Winnipeg, I never really had a, a moment where I was like, "Yeah, they're probably going to lose this this matchup." Winnipeg, I didn't think they'd beat. They got past them, and after that, it was just like, "Yeah, I, I I'm on board. I, I don't see this this falling short at this point." Um, so I picked them to lose every single series. Yeah, well, sounds about right. <laughs> every I dude, I even today, someone asked me who's going to win tonight. I'm like, "Yeah, Boston." Like, I, I bet against them every fucking step of the way, for sure. One thing I will say, though, one time I didn't bet against St. Louis was coming into the year. You know what I mean? This was what was supposed to happen coming into the year. This was the team they thought they were building. Bozak was going there to win a cup. Maroon was going there to win a cup. They trade for Ryan O'Reilly. They basically sent seven packs of magic beans over to the Buffalo Sabres. None of them turned out to be magic. They're all kidney beans. And... You know, Ryan O'Reilly's still fucking Ryan O'Reilly. So they got Ryan O'Reilly for, like, seven cans of beans. And, you know, like, it all worked out. Jay Bomeister was arguably the worst defenseman in the NHL for a little while. Now he's back to being, like, a serviceable NHL player. Yeah. No, it's... It's it's hard to describe. It's hard to explain what we what we saw this season with this team. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I think the best way to sum it up is just, you know... Congrats to St. Louis, you know, that whole city. Mm-hmm. I mean, going through not only, like, well, they, they, they lost their football team recently, and <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like, this this is a long-suffering city that hasn't really had much to cheer about, especially with the hockey team. Well, and... here, here's the thing. They've had things to cheer about, because the Cardinals have won a few times, and the Cardinals have been good a lot of years where they're not winning, but... St. Louis is legitimately a hockey town. They're a sports town, but I think they've always loved their Blues the most. If they've got to pick one of the teams to keep, the Blues would be the one at the end of the day that they would keep, I think, over the Cardinals. Yeah. Like, there's there's just, there's a hockey buzz in that city, and rightfully so. Like, they've been so good so many years along the way. Uh, They've had so many good fucking players. Like, Wayne Gretzky played there for a month. Uh, Brett Hull played there, Al McInnes played there, Bernie Federko played there. They've had tons of great players over the years. And, you know, they, they wanted to win, man. The, 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 what, what is so different about them compared to other cities that are starved for a championship, too, is they've been so close. 
they've been to the cup final and lost. They've, you know, they've, they've won president's trophies. They've had heart trophy winning players. Like they've had the best player in the world at one point and didn't even come close to winning a fucking Stanley cup that year. So, you know, they've been knocking at the door for so long and they finally got through it. Like, you know what? Good for them, man. Yeah. No, I'm happy. I'm excited to see what happens after this. There's, uh, it's funny, uh, when you, when you have a Stanley cup champion, it's usually, you know, all systems go, everything's clear. Everything's good. You know, you know, I don't want to take anything away here. Like let's, let's celebrate for a while, but let's be honest. There's a few questions heading into next season for sure. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how, uh, how they, you know, defend the title next season. I'm excited for it. And, uh, you know, um, I'm curious and looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you, Ryan O'Reilly wins the con Smythe. Um, who would your con Smythe vote have been? Now, I guess it's unfair to ask cause I, I need to preface it just to make sure people at home understand that you have to vote prior to game seven. Your vote needs to be tallied before the game. Right. So game seven has no bearing. Not that I think it would have swayed my vote at all, but you basically vote two ballots. One if Boston wins, one if St. Louis wins. So I guess who would have been your choices regardless of the outcomes? Would it have been the same? Would it have been different? Just one each is fine, I guess. We don't need to do a whole fucking... My fifth vote would have been... Yeah, it's... Carl it's, Gunnarsson. It's really tough. Um, for the majority of the playoffs, my guy's been Colton Preco. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought he's been playing on an entirely different level. Um, the finals weren't his best, and I, I don't know if that hurt his candidacy at the end of the day or not. Well, him being a non-offensive defenseman probably hurt right. his candidacy doesn't help. a lot too. He's he's he looked he looked offensive enough. You know what I well, mean? Well, he, like, he had numbers. Yeah, but... he was he was doing more than I think you expect out of out of him in, in his position. I just thought I thought game in and game out he was probably their best player like you know 80 to 90 percent of the games that he was playing in um o'reilly's not a bad call honestly it probably should be too garask i don't know if if the nhl or the 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 people that vote on this the media i guess i i don't know if they're at a point now where like they'll never go back to to giving it to the losing team because mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's right. But I think it's going to take something really special. I Yeah. To me, the whole issue, and this is why I prefaced it by saying that there are two different ballots. Why have two different ballots? Like, why even do it? Mm. If, we're, if we can't vote during or after a game and that game has no bearing then what the hell does it matter who wins or loses that game? Like, if we're saying the playoffs ended before this game started, then... Because what what if yeah. Ryan O'Reilly... What if the Blues won 5-4 tonight? Ryan O'Reilly was fucking minus four and was in the box the whole night. Like, obviously, Ryan O'Reilly doesn't do either of those things. But, like, yeah. that... You know, what if he was completely fucking detrimental? Shooting the puck on his own net? Like, you don't fucking know. Are you still going to give him to Con Smythe? It's just kind of wonky the way the system works is all I'm saying. Yeah. But um, I, I, I'm fine with O'Reilly getting it. Like I, I, my vote would have been Tuka Rask either way. 
I think it's a landslide. I think it's the first year in a long time. It's not even fucking close to me. But if there had to be a number two, it would have been Ryan O'Reilly. And I don't think there's anyone even close after that. Like, it was Rask or Mm O'Reilly. I think it should have been Rask regardless of the outcome. Um, But I'm fine with O'Reilly getting it because he was the best player on the team that won. Third, I I couldn't even fucking tell you. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I go back to the year that Justin uh, Williams the won. Refs the refs maybe was, number three. Um, refs number three. He was he had two early goals in that game seven, or not game seven? I guess they won in six. But um, and the votes came in. The, 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 those votes came in halfway through the game, and it was like he went on and had one of the greatest games, you know, in, in probably Kings playoff history, uh, and won himself the Conn Smythe and. It was a great deal of that had to do with his Game 6 performance. And, and mind you, uh, for Game 6, anything before Game 7, obviously the votes come in halfway through the game. So you get that, you know, a little bit of interpretation. And I find it, it odd that they don't do the same thing for Game 7. You know, it's just, why not keep the same, um, you know, consistency with your with your voting? You, you had an opportunity to, you know, do the same thing in Game 7, you know, halfway through the game. Hey, you know, so-and-so is having a great game tonight. He had, he's got four points mm-hmm. in the first half. We can bump him up a couple spots. And at, at the end of the day, that might be the difference between a guy getting it and not getting it. But yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't get to see a lot of tonight's game. Um, I don't know. It, it didn't look like Rask had a great game from, from what I No, what to, I me, to me, it looked like, well, Jordan Biddington had an awesome game. Yeah. But... You know who was better in the playoffs? It's not. It's no, me, for, it's sure. Not for sure. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not debating yeah. you. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just wondering if, if you know, tonight's like, performance would have just hurt Rask flat out. I can't. Had they I can't voted, imagine had they voted on. Yeah, after. I mean, like he wasn't. He wasn't bad. Bad. Oh yeah. But uh, well, from what I saw, the goals weren't that bad. But um, he, he, you could argue he's the only re- like not the only, but he's the major reason that they're there. Like, yeah, I don't think they beat the Leafs without Tuka Rask doing what he did in Game Six and Game Seven and Game Four. Honestly, yeah, well, he made what you know? seventy four or seventy five saves those last two games. Sure, something like that. It well, was... Game Game Four, the the Bruins were flat as hell. Hmm. They managed to put five goals past Frederick Anderson. There's your difference. Yeah. And they only scored. I don't remember how many scored on Rask. I think they got three or four, but fuck, it. they could have had so many. Like the Leafs dominated that game. And then how many times against Columbus does Columbus equally play them or outplay them? And Tuka Rask stands on his head every time. To me, Tuka Rask is just the most composed fucking goalie, which is insane to, that we're saying that 10 years after he loses his goddamn mind on a milk crate. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, that's who I would have voted for. But uh, happy for Ryan O'Reilly, regardless. Yeah, definitely. So I think Ryan O'Reilly's mint. He's had a, he hasn't had the most luxurious career uh to say the least, so good for him. Yeah, it's been a shithole sometimes, but uh, what are you going to do? Here you are. Sometimes and... life's a shithole. Yes, yes, um, yes. Uh, I, and I was going to ask you, speaking of shitholes, do you remember the time that uh, that that um, iTunes put that uh, U2 album on our, all of our phones without yes. our consent? Now, were you victim to that? Because I know you're an Android guy. Um, it didn't go to my phone. It went to my, you know, laptop where I have iTunes and everything. Sure. And it was on. So there. you had it. Yeah. Did you ever listen to the album? A couple songs. Didn't, didn't care for it? 
Yeah, they had that what though? The Miracle of Joy Ramon was mm-hmm. probably the lead single, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. That was song was that song was good. good song. I, don't know, I can't remember the rest. Now, I want to ask you something because I was talking to uh, a listener of the podcast um recently over the past few days. And a younger buck and he was mentioning to me that he he doesn't like U2 and he thinks a lot of that is because they forced that album onto his phone. And I've heard people say that a lot of times. Now, my first question to you is because you and I were talking about how you hate certain bands, but like my, my main question to you is, would you ever hate an artist because you got forced into listening to their music? And can you think of like a example of it? Well, that's not a, uh, that's not entirely true because no one forced you to listen to it. R- well, that's the that's the part that gets me too. Yeah, but like, I guess I don't know. Like, it was a cloud stored uh album mm-hmm. it took up no space anywhere like it wasn't affecting anyone in any way it was literally just a band saying hey we're one of the greatest rock bands of all time we're gonna do something nice for everybody and we're gonna give everybody some music whether you know you like it or not whether you know us or not you're gonna get some free music and to me that seems like a pretty nice thing to do hey i'm gonna give you five bucks i don't know you we've never met but here's five bucks. Now, who's going to get upset? Oh, this fucking guy come up to me, give me five bucks. Like, like, who does he think he is giving me something that I don't really want? Eh, just maybe just take the gift and shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, again, have you have you ever really been, like, did your parents force you to listen to any certain music at any point? Or no. That you didn't like? No. You never, because I, I can't think of it. Maybe I like the music I like because I got forced into listening a lot into a lot of it when I was a kid, but I can't think of anyone that like I got forced into listening that I don't like. I didn't. My dad love... used to listen to classical music, which I still oh, have never really got into. But okay. he's a music major, so that's fine. I didn't. I didn't love Pink Floyd when I was young, and my dad Ooh, only listened neither. to Pink Floyd. Me neither. In the car. There are a lot of classic rock bands that I have since changed my opinion on. Like, I used to love ACDC, and I don't really love them anymore. And I used to not like Pink Floyd, and I definitely love them now. You know? 100%. Led Zeppelin. Oh, yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you, I was going to give you a would you rather, because I know you don't particularly like either of these bands, and I can't remember what your answer was. Would you rather listen to Guns N' Roses or Kiss? Mm. You don't like Kiss, eh? No. I was just thinking about this question the past few days because the last few nights I, I put on role models on Netflix and, you know, the Kiss jokes in that oh, movie, yes. right? So, but I uh, I kept falling asleep at the same part of it, so I watched the first 20 minutes of role models like like four times this week. Hmm. It's a great movie. Oh, no, it, 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 it really is good. I think I ended up getting all through the whole thing yesterday. but Beautiful. Yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll never see another Paul Rudd film. Um... <laughs> Ooh, you keep talking. I'm gonna look something up. I yeah, I don't know. It's probably Guns N' Roses. Uh, I don't know. Like at least the music is do talented. Like, do you like Bon Jovi? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Robot horse. Big robot horse guy. Because well, there was a question at work too. Like I, I did the would you rather at work? Would you rather listen to Kiss or Bon Jovi? Because not like a lot of people at work were not a fan of either. I don't know. I think my answer might be Kiss. Depends on the Bon Jovi song. Interesting. I think it's just like, if you give me their full discography, I think there's more Kiss that I know that I liked than like, like there's more famous Kiss songs I like than famous Bon Jovi songs. Mm. Because Bon Jovi, it's like four or five. 
Kiss, I can get into a solid, like, 10. Like, I like Strutter. Love See, here, Guns, here, fine. Detroit Rock this, City's great. Here's the thing about Kiss, is that there's a lot... There's so much smoke and mirrors. If you can just tune out all the costumes and the flair and the fire and the tongues and Oh, everything. yeah, I'm not into that, but... Yeah, uh, but, but if, I'm not when, into the... Once you take all that away and you can see clearly, the, the music is really shitty. It's it's really bad. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's good beyond the, the oh, smoke no. and mirrors. Oh, it's, it's terrible music. See, you know... And like a band, I like talking about a band like I used to like and don't really like. Not gonna lie, man, that's kind of where I'm at these days with Motley Crue. I'm, I'm, I don't like them. They're fucking, they suck. Yeah, they're not great. Yeah, no, I don't know why I used to like that band. They, they're terrible. Yeah, no, they're they're just kind of they're kind of cool. Like they're they're badasses. Yeah, like they, but they are they? Of, they oh, well, they of, are. Yeah, they did a lot of fucked yeah, up. Yeah, they're shit. pretty cool actually. Yeah, I like. I mean, I like I like the members of the band. I like the idea. I just that... don't like. I like the idea of Motley Crue. You know, you know the line from Role Models. Hmm. Do you like Coca Cola? And McLovin looks at him and like he's like, <laughs> he's like, I like the idea of it more than I actually like it. Yeah. That's how I feel about Motley Crue. That's fair. And uh, I must say, just a sidebar, I've been saying that line for ten years and I could never remember where I got it from. And it's from fucking Role Models. Love it. That I like the idea of something more than I actually like it. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm I right there with you. I think the idea that four guys that couldn't really play music got together and just punched and fucked and did whatever else they had to do to get to the top, was it's kind of inspirational in its own twisted way, I guess. Hey, you guys suck. Yeah, I'm going to punch you in the face until you give me a contract. Okay. I'm trying to think of what the worst Paul Rudd movie I've seen is and, like... Just this. This isn't the answer because I haven't seen it. He was in a TV adaptation of The Great Gatsby in 2000. Wow. He played Nick Carraway. That guy can do it all. Uh, could he? Forty-year-old virgin. Great time. I honestly, I'm not even sure I've seen Night at the Museum. I was thinking about it. We were talking about it in the top ten recently. Um, oh yeah, right. Hockey. We need to get back on track here. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, the Jeff Skinner extension. Yeah, that's fine. What it ended up being? Eight years. Eight years... 72 million? Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, eight fuck. and eight? Is that what it was? Oh. I thought it was way more than that. Uh, what's the contract? Just tell me the contract. Give me the Carfax. Show me the Carfax. Uh, the Carfax, uh, nine, nine a year, so 72 million. Mm-hmm. Um, thoughts? I think it's fine. I, it's probably about what he deserves uh, at this point in his career. Like, he's, like, let's let's not kid ourselves here. He's been one of the most elite goal scorers the league has seen since he's come in, into the league. Like, at the end of the day, um, I, I think he's, I think he's fourth or fifth on, you know, goals per game since he's been in the league, and he's he's in the top 15. Five on five, I think, anyway. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. yeah. And he's top 15 in points. Like, he's he's been a really effective player. He's had some injury problems earlier in his career. Uh, kind of slowed him down, and mm-hmm. I, I, it looks to to be that he's in the clear for the most part. You know, I, you know, knock on wood, kind of thing. There, uh, but... he had concussion problems, and as far as I know, he hasn't missed time because of a concussion in a while. Yeah, so I don't know. Like, I, I, I think if he gets to free agency, there's a bidding war for him, and that number's probably north of that anyway. So. At the end of the day, I think the Sabres probably got him for what he's worth. Maybe got him a little cheaper than most other teams would have ended up paying for him this summer. So, Plus, you get the added bonus of an extra year. He wants to be in the GTA area. He's got family down there. Um, 
I don't know. It seems like a win-win for both sides. I, th- I think I think Buffalo's, and I said this last year, but I think they're headed in the right direction. Like I, th- I think he adds a lot to their their forward group, especially after uh, you know O'Reilly left for St. Louis. You, you got to fill the hole somewhere. I I, I think he did an admirable job. I like how job. you said it like O'Reilly left because like yeah. they basically gave him away for free despite getting like eight assets for him. Yeah. <laughs> Cliff Poo. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, at the end of the day, I think it's right on right on the nail. Right on the nail. Yeah, like hit the hit the hit nail. the nail on the head. Yeah, something like that. Um, couple things. I I I think it's I think it's too much. I I I'm not. But here's the thing: it's not too much by a ton. Um, nine is too much to me for Jeff Skinner. Eight is probably too much to me for Jeff Skinner. Uh, but he comes in a little under eight for me is where I'd feel comfortable paying Jeff Skinner. Here's the difference. A, their other option on the market was going to be Artemi Panarin. You're not convincing Artemi Panarin to come to Buffalo. If you're Jeff Skinner, you can't hit the open market against Artemi Panarin. Because you're going to get almost, you're going to get the wind and dined like John Tavares got for that whole week. And you're not going to get one solid offer because everyone who's going to be in on you is also in on Panarin. Unless you take a market where the teams that are not in on Panarin are the teams that you're listening to, but are those the teams that you really want to go to? So my thought is Skinner probably would have ended up getting less money than what he's going to get in Buffalo. Because I don't think he's worth what he got. But I think he needed to take this. Because I think he would have got even less had other teams been able to A, bid on Panarin. And then also found time to find a cheaper sort of goal scorer as well. Um, You don't think that... Now... Like, you don't think that, like, of the five or six teams that were going to make offers to Panarin, the remaining five or four teams would have just out started to bid each other because they got to get something they got to come back to the border with something maybe but the way the way these markets seem to work at least in a lot of other sports this isn't always the case in hockey but this is why i think free agency in hockey is like the worst way to build your team whereas in every other sport it's like one of the better ways to build your team um is because to make a decision based on a reaction of what another team is doing is not a smart move if you think Skinner is worth eight million a year and Panarin's worth ten, you don't get Panarin, you gotta make sure you get Skinner and now you're gonna give him nine two five, it's a bad signing. So okay. it depends on the team. Maybe some GMs would have made that mistake. It's just I feel like this would not have gone that way. Okay. Um, take take the player out of it though. Like if, hmm. if if you can say to yourself, we're one goal scoring winger away from maybe contending for the cup and you were going to give one of those goal-scoring winners X amount of dollars, what's to stop you from giving even 80 to 90% of that money to the next best guy on the list? Just because, like, just because it's Skinner versus Panarin. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I see your argument. Like, Panarin is miles above Skinner, but... My, like, my could... point is that, and I'm not necessarily saying they're a wash, but Panarin is a first-line winger to me. So he's comparable to like a Patrick Kane. Jeff Skinner is a second line winger to me. He's comparable to Andreas Janssen. Like 
to me, you can find another guy. Is my point. For instead of nine million a year, I'd rather just draft well. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, and I, find I, another way to get there. I definitely think drafting well is the way to go. But you're talking about a, a three to four year process where you mm-hmm. could be one guy off from a cup or contending for one. The this, only this reason year, too, right? like like Buffalo wasn't going to get another guy like this in free agency. But the other thing with Buffalo is Buffalo didn't give up a ton to get Jeff Skinner. In fact, they got him for basically free. They could have afforded to let him walk, but on the other hand, they wouldn't have been able to replace him through free agency. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't think that they are close enough that they needed to make a move like that. And I don't think that they needed to pay Jeff Skinner this much. But... If that's their choice. I'm not saying Jeff Skinner's bad. There's a really decent chance Jeff Skinner's going to get 30 goals for a lot of this contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see him hitting 40 all the time. I don't think it's going to happen. So yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was just... I like Jeff Skinner. I think he's great, but, yeah. you know... I think he would have at least made a really nine good second-line winger, I think. He gets to okay. not have to pay his moving truck fees. Yeah, God forbid you pack your shit and move. Um, speaking of uh, of packing your shit, fuck, these have been terrible segues this week. Uh, it's time for over-unders. <laughs> All right. Thought that was an Airedale the, the, the return... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, uh, they're, they're not this week. I'm going to try to do one when I'm drunk next week during the, uh, during the NHL Awards show. By the way, yeah, if you haven't already heard, uh, listen to our next week's podcast. Um, ideally, tape the NHL Awards and then put us on while you're watching the NHL Awards. Or, which is probably the better idea because no one really wants to watch the NHL Awards, just listen to us babble about the NHL Awards while we're drunk for a couple hours and listen to Keenan Thompson make, you know... Hilarious NHL jokes. Now, I haven't looked... Let's do that hockey. I'm hoping that ep- that award show isn't like three hours. Because I don't want to sit there and talk for three hours. I'm hoping it's like an hour and a half. We should probably figure out how long I, last year's I was. Think, I think it's two hours. I think it's two hours. Alright. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe um, maybe the best case scenario here is that we, we record it and then we watch it and we can skip the commercials. <clears throat> yeah. Or we could read the commercials out loud as they go along. Ooh, interesting. Oh, nice. You got an Oscar Mayer Wieners ad. Now, you know? see, I like the idea of Coca-Cola, but... <laughs> um, okay. Your first... We're, we're looking for career high in points here mm. for your over-unders this week. Uh, um, are you on a two-week winning streak with this? Apparently, Still? but we took a couple weeks off. Yeah? So. Okay. I, I couldn't remember if we've done it since then. Uh, your, first, your first player, career high in points. We are looking for... Bates, Bates Bataglia, not Brutes, Bates Bataglia, over or under 50 points in a season? Under. It is under, good sir. He had 46 points in 2001-2002 as a member of the Carolina Hurricanes. Who also went to the cup finals. Yeah, that's probably why, because they had fucking a 46-point <laughs> winger on their fourth line, for God's sakes. Um, number two. German Titov. You remember you remember German I, Titov? I remember German Titov. German Titov. Not German, I don't think. Uh over under 60 points in a season. I believe he's Russian. Under. Uh it is over, good sir. Uh German Titov had 67 points in 95-96 as a member of the uh, <laughs> 
Calgary Flames? I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't write it down on here very often. I think he was with Calgary. Uh, Around there. Your yeah. final career high in points. Dominic Moore. Over or under 50 points in a season. Under. It is under, good sir. 45 in 2008-2009. Partially with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, you are two for three. Nice. Good sir. Off to a hot, hot rolling start. Um, career total points. Total points. What did they retire with at the end of their career? Number one, Adam Deadmarsh. Over or under, I believe second appearance for Adam Deadmarsh on, yeah, the, I think uh, so. on the over-unders. Uh, over or under 400 career points. Over. It is under. Uh, wow. 373. It's a tough one because he's a great player, but he didn't play very long. Yeah, so, no, for sure. Yeah. Uh, two for four. Uh, we're looking for hopefully future Hall of Fame defenseman Sergey Zubov. Over or under 800 points. Over. Uh, it is under, good sir. 771 Jesus. points no, for. No, don't put him in the Hall. That was in like 300 games, though. Yeah. Um, number three and the final player for the career total points. What are you two for five now? Yeah. Mikhail Renberg. Over, under 500 points. Under. It is under, but I thought it was going to be over. Like, once I started doing the math in my head, I was like, fuck, he probably had like 550 points or something. Um, He had 464. I was going to say 475. So, so you're, you're three for six. You're par for the course. Yes. Uh, Your third category, this is when we turn the difficulty level up a little bit here, though. Career total wins. No. Career high wins. Career high wins in a season. Hmm. Not total wins. Okay. Career high wins in a season. Uh, your first goaltender, Nikolai Habibulin, over or under thirty five wins in a season. Over. It is under. Really? Uh, th- yeah. I thought he had thirty seven. Th- thirty two in ninety eight, ninety nine with I believe Arizona Fair, or Phoenix, I yeah. guess at the time. Yeah, formerly Winnipeg. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Three for seven. Um, number uh-huh. two, former. Philadelphia Flyer great and Philadelphia Flyer general manager, Ronnie Hextall, baby. Over, under, 40 wins in a season. Under. It is under. uh, 37 wins in 86-87. We don't normally go back that far. Cup uh, appearance. I think he is the second time I've referenced someone before the 90s. The the, the other uh, was George Vesna. He won the Conn Smythe that year. Oh, shit. Good for him. Yeah. Cool. Uh, your third goaltender and a chance to get above 500 before we reach the dreaded ga- uh, total games played category. Yeah, yeah. Former Los Angeles Kings starting goaltender, Jamie Storr. Over, under 23 wins in a season. Oof. Um, under. It is under 19 in 2000, 2001. Fucking long way the Kings have come. No kidding. Remember when Jamie Storr was a fucking franchise goalie? It felt like I, he wasn't, but you're supposed to be. Remember how he played for the Kings for like nine years, and then he just got waived and went to Carolina, and he never won a game there in like 15 starts. Is that what happened to him? That's fucked, eh? Yeah, that's kind of yeah, weird. Too bad. Uh, yeah, because I, I Google imaged pictures of him in a Carolina Hurricanes jersey just because I wanted to relive the weirdness. I have a hockey card of him in a Hurricanes jersey. Yeah, it's yeah. the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. Um, okay. Career total games played. 
You only need to get one of these right to tie it. I don't have a tiebreaker this week, so you better fucking either get two okay. of these or, or blow All it. Right. I, well, I may not have used one of the previous ones, so we'll see. Career total games played. Number one, former Toronto Maple Leaf great, our sweet, sweet boy, the late Wade Belak. Over mm-hmm. under 600 games in the National Hockey League. Under. It is under 549 games for Wade Belak. Mm. So you just need to get one of the next two right and you're fine. Number two, Andrew Castles. Over under 900 games in the National Hockey League. That's a tough one. I'm going to say under. It is over. Andrew Castles played 1,015 games in the NHL. Wow. For the win. Former Toronto Maple Leaf great. And probably still on their payroll somewhere. Tim Gleason. Over or under 800 games in the NHL. Under. It is under, good sir. 727. I, I was shocked. I thought Tim Gleason played at least 900, maybe 1,000. I thought 1, Tim Gleason played like 500. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I thought he played forever. Felt like he was around for a long, long time. No. You did it. Thanks, man. You're getting pretty good at this, yeah. eh? Good for you. Defend the title. Now, I, w- I want to ask you, because like, uh, it's going to bug me. I, I want to know, have I ever asked you this tiebreaker? You have a chance to go 8 for 11 this week. Oh, okay. Um, have I ever asked you, is Kyle Calder a 20-goal scorer or not? I don't remember you asking specifically. Okay. Well, I, I would say he is. Uh, twice. Okay. So you would have won regardless. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. There you go. Uh, what's next on the docket? Oh, yeah. So I want to talk about you guys. Talk, talk to you guys for a second about something here. Uh, so... Uh, James and I came to a little revelation that this could be one of the last times. Uh, this could be one of the last times until after free agency and the draft and everything where James and I are actually sitting down and talking about hockey to you guys. Um, so here's kind of the plan for the next few weeks, just so you guys are in the loop. We don't normally keep you in the loop. We're going to keep you in the loop. You're getting VIP passes into our world here. You ready? All right. I'm not. Fuck um, so next week, we are going to be out on the Thursday. We are doing a special NHL Awards episode. You've already heard it, and we're not going to bore you with the details anymore. Just listen to it. It'll be great. Uh, The week after, we are not sure what the recording schedule is going to be, but essentially I am on vacation in a place where I will not be getting much, if any, cell service. So uh, James will will either have to record on, like, Sunday the 23rd, before the free agent sweepstakes week begins, or on Saturday the 29th, after the talking period, but it'll also be after my vacation, so I don't know if we'll be able to fit it in. Um, And then basically we have plans for a couple days, and then it's free agency, and it's a long weekend, and you guys are busy. So what we thought would be great is to ideally just release an episode in the middle of that week, and someone's going to pretend to be me, and I just won't be here. Hmm. Sad. Okay. Ideally, it's going to be another person and not just James talking in the room to himself. So, co-host open tryouts will begin on June 21st. Sure. Yeah, whatever the hell you want to do. You're going to wait that long to do the tryouts, eh? Okay. Uh, <laughs> can't wait to text you. So, how are those tryouts working out? It's like the 23rd. I'm leaving. Oh, no. Um, yeah. So, there's a decent chance. And then after free agency, James says he's not doing an episode, but he'll do one after Canada Day. But if not, then it'll be me and someone else. So, you know, this could be the unofficial season finale. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, so, but what we thought we would do is before everything sort of gets rolling is we were going to talk about a few key teams, talk about some things that, you know, we're hoping to see them do in the next few weeks. Now, I haven't prepped James on this at all. I'm just going to give like a rapid fire. I'm going to list, I'll pick, let's say six teams. And I'm going to, they'll almost be at random because I haven't even planned this. Yes, yes, I have. Um, One team will start off. What do you make of the Ducks this summer? What do the Ducks do? Because they have a monstrosity in terms of what to do with their cap, with dead weight salary, things like that. There's a possibility that Ryan Kessler never plays hockey again. They've said they're probably going to move on from Corey Perry, which I don't know how you make that work, but... Yeah. Oh, boy. Um... <laughs> These guys have eight defensemen under contract as, as it stands right now. So they're going to have to do some heavy lifting. Um, this, Tim, Tim Heed. Yeah, they're going to have to do some heavy lifting this offseason to not only find enough defensemen to put on their NHL roster, but as well as their AHL roster. Um, and that's supposed to be the good part about this team, is the defense. Uh, yeah, it's real top heavy for sure. Yeah, um, you got you got three real good defensemen, and then it just kind of drops off. Um, I don't even know if you could say Fowler's any good anymore, but yeah, Ke- Kessler. I don't. I don't know. I I'm sure he's going to make a, a valiant effort to get back into the swing of things and, and keep his NHL career alive. I am not optimistic. Call me biased. Uh, Corey Perry, he can, I, I, I don't know. Can he, can he help anybody? Is, is he an asset still at this stage in his career? I don't, I don't uh, think so, but. On the ice, not really. Oh he's, no. He's a great leader, but yeah. yeah. It's about all you're getting out of him. No. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I, you gotta hire a coach first, I guess. I'm still surprised they haven't announced Dallas Eakins is getting the job. And I'm starting to doubt that maybe he is. If they've waited this long, they're in trouble. Yeah, and there there was talk that they weren't going to do it until until San Diego's playoffs were done, which, as far as I know, they are done. Yeah. So Dallas Eakins, or yeah, I don't know. This I'm I'm going to make a hot take right here and. and I'm gonna... Sure, we don't get any of those from you, so... Yeah, um, I think the Ducks are the second worst team in the league next year, and they win the that's lottery. That's not a hot take. And they win the lottery. I, I, I think that's... Why do you think they win the lottery? That, that's just... a weird... Yeah, I... that's... <laughs> you know what? The Ducks are going to win the draft lottery next year. That's a fucking weird prediction. Yeah, no, I, I just think that they're going to get uh, Alec, Alexis Lafarniere next year, first overall, and they're not going to do it by finishing last in the league. So, I'm really excited for Alex Lafreniere to make it into the NHL because I really love listening to you butcher the same names over and over again, and I feel like that's going to be one of them. It's one of my traits. Yeah, I can't... Oh, fuck. There's so many. It's just like... You know, the confidence my, too. My, my favorite confidence is, is right here. My favorite is when you'll uh, you'll take a player who has an S in his name and you'll just you'll make it a sh sound. So like Patrick Eves or something. You know what I mean? Like you're Sean Connery. <laughs> Patrick Eves. Nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a mess for the Ducks for sure. It's it's it's. But uh, I mostly wanted to ask you because a 
do you think they find a way to get out from Corey Perry's contract? And B, do you think that they at least talk to our buddy Ryan Getzlaff about maybe trying it out somewhere different? He's got a full no move. No to both. So you, you don't you think they both stay? Yeah. I think they both stay. Because I think, like, there's a no movement on Perry. I think Perry'd be open to moving. Um, because wh- why not, really? Like, what are, you, what are you clinging to in Anaheim? You want to stay there for two more years and then just get tossed into free agency when your contract's done anyway and you're going to lose the next two years? Like, just maybe Anaheim can retain half your salary. You try somewhere else. Honestly, and... maybe he retires. At the end of that contract. Well, well, then that's open possibility too. But my point is that you're under contract for two more years. Why don't you make the best of it? And, you know, if they come and ask you, do you want to move? Like, to me, it's a no-brainer. Yes, absolutely. Why not? You know, if they trade you to fucking L.A., that's a little different. But you have a full say. Like, they can come to you and be like, hey, we have a deal lined up. Guess who wants you? The fucking Pittsburgh Penguins for some reason. Jimmy Rutherford still thinks it's 2008. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it, it sounds as though the Ducks are in a position where they're going to be like, hey, we're going to trade you here. And Corey Perry says, oh, no thanks. I've got a new movement clause. And the Ducks say, okay, that's great. We're going to buy you out instead. It sounds yeah. like they're okay with buying him out if it comes to it. So, I don't know. I I wouldn't. I, I'd leave him be. You mean like they'll give him an ultimatum? Because they can't buy him out. It's a no movement clause. You can buy out a contract. Not if it's a no movement. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You can buy it. No movement means no movement. He's not no, being moved. His contract's being terminated. That's wa- waivers is included on a no movement. You don't have to go through waivers. On a buyout, yes, you do. No, 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 not no movement clause contract. I don't think you're right. Okay, because there's been a lot of talk about him getting bought out. Well, if he's receptive to it, sure. He still gets paid. Yeah. So it doesn't make a difference, but. No, that's why I think that you can buy a guy out, regardless of... I don't movement. I don't think so. You still get your money. Well, what the hell would a po- point of a no movement be? So that you don't get traded or sent down. I'm pretty sure you have to waive a guy. I don't know. Okay, well, regardless. Waivers is weird. I don't, I don't regardless. Um, well. And then Getzlaff, do they talk to him about it? No. They'll keep him? Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, w- what else do you have with this franchise to to give to your fans at this point? Like, who, who, how are you going to put people in the seats? You're going to try to convince them that start, John Gibson's going to start, start trying to bring in some kids that are interesting. Do they have any? Troy Terry, give him more ice time. Oh, he's getting ice time. Maxime Comtois gets back up next year. Sure. Like, there, there's there, they've got kids. They have a decent prospect pool. It's not amazing, but it's fine. Yeah, they got and they got room for these guys too, and they can keep. Yeah. I don't know if they do. They might have to move some of these guys to make some room. they got to figure out who they're playing on defense anyway, that's for sure. They've only got 12 forwards as it stands. Maybe they'll play Ryan Getzlaff on defense next year. Someone has to. Yeah, okay. Um, My second team, the Edmonton Oilers. What do the Edmonton Oilers do this summer, James? The Edmonton Oilers, uh, you know, they're gearing up for that big cup run next year. So what, uh, what do they do there? Well, it sounds like they're trading uh, Lucic to Vancouver um, for some reason. Vancouver is interested in that avenue. Black hole. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the silver, not the silver lining, but maybe the the 
the hope here is that Louis Erickson uh, turns into Jonathan Chichu, uh, where Connor McDavid is Joe Thornton, um, and maybe finds a little bit of his scoring touch that he lost along the ways uh, in the last seven or eight years. Um, because I don't, I don't really understand what you're going to get out of Louis Erickson if, if that's the piece you're getting back from Vancouver. Um, <laughs> Elliot, Elliot Friedman on the radio or on the podcast or something this past week uh, said that apparently um, that if the Lucic for Erickson deal is going to go down, that Pugliarvi needs to be included. How dead like how much better is Erickson than Lucic that they're going to throw in their top prospect to get out from an equally as bad contract how how much longer is Erickson's though I thought they signed the same day but I could be wrong I thought they were part of that summer of mistakes with Franz Nielsen and the boys Ah, um... I know Erickson and and Nielsen were the same day I feel like Lucic was also that day. I hmm. think we were getting drunk at the Wojciechowski's that day, so we don't we don't nice. we don't remember quite as well. Nice. Um, I don't know. They've they've got a a slew of RFAs up front. They don't have a lot of options at forward. Sounds like Jesse Pugliarvi's leaving town one way or the other. This uh, it could be worse. They, I guess they could be in Anaheim, um, but. I don't know. I'm optimistic. I, I think that there's a little more to this team than I think we're giving them credit for. And um, for the off season, they got to go. They got to find something to put in the top nine. I, I don't. I, I a name isn't coming to me right now. Like I, I, I I'm not going to point to any. Specific... Oh, I don't know where they're finding these guys. It it can't be free agency. You're done. They should. They shouldn't even be allowed to look at into the free agent market. They should have to just do things other ways now. Okay. They shouldn't even be fucking physically allowed. They ruined Tobias Reader. They Come ruined on. Milan Lucic. They ruined all these fucking guys. They ruined Patrick Maroon somehow. After turning him That's into a, a goal Stanley scorer, Cup champion, sir. But, whoa, How dare you? Yeesh. Were you watching him out there tonight? Holy. F- Fuck, it's not looking good. That is an overtime playoff hero, born and bred in St. Louis. I'll, ma- I'll make you a bet. Okay? It's on the podcast so people can keep record of this. If Patrick Maroon is under contract on an NHL team by next year, July 2nd, I'll buy you a, a case of beer. Okay. Okay. As I think it's about over for Patty Maroon. Okay. Okay. Right. Um... Yeah, are are you done on Edmonton there? Or did you... uh, I, I guess so. Like uh, I don't know. Apparently, they think Zach Cassian's their answer uh, in the top six. Fuck, he's better than some of the other fucking guys they got. Yeah. Holy fuck! I don't know. They they need something top nine. I don't know what it comes from. I don't know um, how they how they fill that. But uh, it's Connor McDavid. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that they're gonna be awful because this guy's pretty good at hockey. Well, um, I th- I thought the last couple years that Edmonton was going to keep going from their playoff run, and they didn't. So I'm going to uh, say they're going to be dog shit next year, so they'll probably win the West. Um, yeah, I don't know. Edmonton, it, it's a mess to me, but the biggest thing is um, 
you know, they need to make smart moves. Holland needs to be smart about this. I ha- I really don't understand why Lucic for Eriksson with Pugliarvi as a kicker makes any fucking sense. Like, the, it, just keep Lucic. Like, what? what's so bad about Lucic? Oh, come on. Guy can't like, skate. No, neither can Eriksson. Oh, come on. It's gotten pretty bad. It's gotten bad. It's not Lucic bad yet. Well, because Larrickson was never as slow as Lucic. Exactly. They've always been, you know, juxtaposed. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, but I don't, I don't get it. Just to throw in Pugliarvi. Pugliarvi still has value. It's not like you're throwing in Nail Yakupov's corpse here or something. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> What happened to Nail? <laughs> he's done. It's It's done. Like, he's done. It, to be honest with you, it make more sense instead of moving Lucic. See if you can sign Yakupov. <laughs> Fuck, that'd be a better fucking move. The ultimate come come comeback story. That'd be crazy. <laughs> Imagine the Oilers won a Stanley Cup in like 2022 with Nail Yakupov on the roster, and meanwhile Taylor Hall is rotting away in Seattle. gonna be great i don't want to go down that path. i don't know it's 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 gonna be interesting like they've got chris russell who's terrible um they've got adam larson maybe they'll make a move there um i i don't even know where you start with this team is the, I, I wanted to ask you because i wanted to know your opinion um because i've made my opinions really well known and i think this is a a rotting garbage hole of a roster to be honest with you other than connor mcdavid my our sweet sweet boy connor uh his night and shining armor. No, the Robin to his Batman in Leon Dreisaitl. Um, a very, very, very poor man's Victor Hedman in Oscar Clefbaum, and the Russian guy that that is going to be a net for another four, 45 years. Oh, the Russian guy with the Finnish name. Whatever he is, yeah. is he is he Finnish, Russian, Czechoslovakian? Miko Hashkanimi. He's got a modified no trade, so he's not going anywhere anytime soon. So you got time to figure it out. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get right on it. The third team I wanted to talk about, James, team that mm. uh, sounds like there's going to be some movement, and maybe we weren't expecting there to be some movement. Uh, what do you legitimately think? Because we kind of spe- we speculated about the rumors last week. What do you think the Leafs are going to do? The Toronto Maple Leafs is your third team of interest. Oh yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week. Um, it sounds like yeah, there's, you know, I thought, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, 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 you know, I just uh, I can't, uh, I can't really describe this. But you know what I think is hilarious is like how many times I love how they interview the players who just won the Stanley Cup like thirty seconds after they won the Stanley Cup. What's yeah. O'Reilly gonna say? He's gonna swear on live TV. What do you expect? I would. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't even know what I said. I went like if I ever won the cup, I'd probably black out immediately. Like not from drinking. I just like I wouldn't be able to remember shit, man. That'd be crazy. It is a lifelong goal for most people. Yes. So. Wouldn't it be cool to win the cup? Have you ever achieved a lifelong goal in your life? A lifelong goal. I don't think I've had a goal longer than six months. Wow. Nice. I'm sure I have. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Alright, answers that. Uh, no, I guess we... I'm almost finished university. I always wanted to do that. That's a thing. Well, you, we'll, we'll reassess when we get there. Yeah. Um, no, we talked about it a little bit last year. It sounds like there's going to be an opportunity to shed some cap. Um, 
maybe get out of the hellhole that a lot of people thought they were going to find themselves in this summer. Oh, what a pit of rotting garbage our team is because we have Matthews and Marner and Nylander. Oh, man. What a pit of hell. Yeah, he's getting his $14 million to go play in tax-free Florida. Siberia? Remember? Siberia? Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. Like, Let's let's not kid ourselves here. The the situation was always going to be a little tight. Uh, you know, uh, let's not kid ourselves here. You know, uh, we knew it was going to be a, a long process. Uh, you know, with, uh, it's just a matter of being uh, the better team, being more prepared. Uh, if, you know, the team that's going to be more prepared, they're going to be uh, more prepared. You know, the uh, when the Leafs signed Marlowe, like everyone turned to that third year of the deal. When you know you could do the math and say, yeah, Austin and Mitch are going to need new contracts come that year. Um, and then there was like, you know, back then there was a little bit of that sensation where it was like, yeah, it might be kind of tight. And then, uh, yeah, Lou went out and gave sites of, uh, $5 million to play something on defense. And then it kind of got a little bit more dire. My um, favorite part about that day when the Marlowe and the Hainsey signing came in was I was more worried about the second year of the Hainsey deal than I was the third year of the Marlowe deal. And boy, oh boy. Hainsey was fine last year. Like, he wasn't great. He was fine. Yeah. Really good defensively. Like, he is. He's just horrible at moving the puck, which is kind of amazing, uh, considering he's a guy who came into the National Hockey League as, you know, an offensive defenseman who couldn't play defense. Yeah. Ironic, isn't it? What a, what a come-from-behind story that was. Um... Yeah, no, I don't know. Like they've, they've. I think that that's going to give them the uh, ability to get Marner locked up, regardless of whatever the number is going to be. Um, there was a lot of worry that some other team was going to be able to come in and you know just outbid the Leafs, maybe on an offer sheet. And it's a little far fetched, but I, I could see the you know the logic if you know if the price is right. I'm, I'm sure every guy has his has his ticket, right? So, <laughs> um, sweet ticket, bro. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I think if, if they can shed that $10 million uh, or, you know, even most of it, then uh, they can get Martyr done. And I don't wonder if they take a, a long, hard look at bringing Gardner back, if that's the case. Honestly, I, I don't see why you'd, you'd pass up on keeping him in town. Chris Johnston and Elliot Friedman continue to report that Toronto is still working on a contract with Jake Gardner. Yeah. So... If he doesn't come back, it won't be for a lack of trying. Um, and, you know, he's clearly interested in coming back. Otherwise, he would have shot that a long time ago. Um, but logistically, whether or not it's going to work, I don't know. I really hope so. Because they don't have anyone in their system that can move pucks quite the way that he does uh, anytime soon, anyway. Uh, whether Sandine or Rosen or Lilligren get there. Um, there's certainly no NHL defenseman on the roster that can move the puck the way he does. Yeah. Um, I think they get out from Marlowe, and I think they get out from Zaitsev. I think they're going to pull it off. I, I think is going to come with a, a bit of an asterisk. I think they have to eat a little bit of that, maybe not half. They may, yeah, they may have to eat a million and two. Yeah. Um, and they're probably going to have to give up a prospect to do so as well. Oh, I, I don't doubt it. I think I, so. And then they're at a stage now where... It that's... may not have to be a Bracco, though, if you retain a bit. Yeah, it's... If it's... you retain a million and a half, maybe you keep Bracco, and it's a Timoshov. 
even it's if it's, even if it's Bracco at this point, we're we're getting to the point with the with the Leafs forward core where there just isn't going to be room for some of these guys, and it's unfortunate because some of those guys are going to be NHL caliber forwards that you just have to pass up on because, yeah, sorry, you're just you're not getting in over Mitch Marner or Casper Kapanen or William Elander. It's just not going to happen on the wing, right? Uh, the center looks deep. Should trade for Rocco Grimaldi's rights. Okay, that'd be fun. Interesting. I'd be well, down. Let's let's take a another look at that next week when we're drunk. Uh, <laughs> I fuck James. I swear, if the Leafs don't trade for fucking Rocco Grimaldi this summer, they could play the Rocky theme song every week. Yeah, I don't know. I also um, that's their intro song, and he just comes out by himself. Starting at center, number 26, Rocco Grimaldi. At left wing, number 26, Rocco Grimaldi. I think they bring Hainsey back, too. Yep. Yeah, like like league minimum kind of thing, but... I don't know if it'll be that low, but it's it'll be under... It'll be a million, probably, or lower. Get low. Yeah. League minimum's insulting <laughs> to, a, to a 38-year-old veteran of the league, like, you know. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Can't play. You can't play. You know. So you think Marner gets done? Oh yeah. You think Marlow and Zaitsev get moved? I I think Marlow's gone for sure. Zaitsev. It'll it'll be hard to say. Uh, yeah, it's not. I don't think it'll be hard to move. I just I don't wonder if maybe Dubis will convince himself or someone will convince Dubis that Zaitsev's value is more than <clears throat> more than what you're getting back. But you mean like the head coach? Um, and then do you think Gardner gets extended? If they get both those guys out of town, yes, Gardner, Gardner comes back. Do you think Kadri gets traded? No. I'm trying to think if there's any other glaring. Do you think Austin Matthews finds his smile again next year and the Leafs get back into... I think Austin Matthews is named the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs at the Ooh, end of July. Spicy. Spicy, spicy, spicy Jay over there. Uh, he's a Mexican. So. Okay. Well, we got to move on because uh, we got three more teams of interest and we got other shit to do here too. My fourth team of interest, James. What do you make of the Nashville Predators this summer? Predators were coming into the year. A lot of people thought that they were going to be pretty competitive, close to Stanley Cup favorites. You might even say um, they don't have a ton of flexibility within their roster because a lot of their guys are signed. Um, for a while, but no one really on a bad cap hit other than, I mean, I would make the argument Pekka Rene, but most people wouldn't, so that's fine. Um, maybe Subban is a little overpriced at this point in terms of his cap. Maybe, just based on last year. But, uh, what do you make there? Because there's a lot of Subban trade rumors. There's, um, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, I don't... There's I don't, depth on the D position, but they need to find a goal scorer. So do you want to blow it up because your power play is horrendous, so it'd be good to find another guy who could put the puck into the net, but what do you do? I don't buy too much into the PK trade rumors. I mean, it's a big cap hit. It doesn't look great after last year. You're not wrong. He's already 30. I don't know how many teams are lining up to take that contract on. I don't know how many teams can afford to take that contract on. And I don't know how many teams can afford to give up a valuable asset back to Nashville when that's what you're, you know, maybe the centerpiece of the trade is. Um, 
we're getting to the point where P.K. Subban is going to be the Shea Weber in a Shea Weber for P.K. Subban trade soon. And I think we all saw how that one went down. And I don't think too many teams are willing to make that kind of, you know, trade. So, I don't know. I I, I don't see him getting moved this summer. Um, I think UC Saros is the starting goaltender come training camp. I think that... Kyle... Like you mean he's going to play his way into the job? Yeah. Okay, I was like, what the fuck is going to happen over the summer? No, I guess, that, yeah, I guess that's over. <laughs> September 1st, they're like, UC's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what the fuck happened? Why did you sign me for $5 million a year for fucking... Yeah, I guess I worded that kind of Yeah, no, that's that's fine. I, 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 don't di- I don't agree with you, but I don't disagree with you necessarily. Yeah. Um, apparently Rocco Grimaldi's coming to the Leafs. Uh, yeah, shit, how do you fill that hole? Yeah. Uh, is it a hole? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what happens because they clearly have four really good defensemen. Um, they they pretty much have five really good defensemen because Dante Fabros. It's pretty much time for him to make the step up now. Um, you know, I I I I don't know necessarily that they're going to make a move on one of their defensemen and move someone out, but I do wonder if they're in on Panarin and Panarin seems interested in going there, let's hypothetically, um, if they don't try to move out a Subban or an Ellis and, you know, take back some picks and maybe a young player in order to plug Fabro into that spot and bring in Panarin. Because hmm. I think a lot of, too, like, one thing that gets underrated about Nashville, I mean, for sure, their power play sucks, but, like, their systems are pretty good. They're a pretty well-coached team for the most part. Um, so even though they have four really good defensemen, their system allows them to be really good as well. So, you know, just because Fabro's fucking 20 years old, it doesn't mean you can't necessarily plug him in and play him a lot of minutes next year. McAvoy's done it. Kale McCarr's done it. Fabro's supposed to be right in line with those guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I, I've long thought that Nashville has positioned themselves well with their uh, contracts and their and their cap situations always, I, I thought, been very well managed. Um, but we're starting to see a little bit of that falling apart. I, I don't think I don't think Cal Turris is the $6 million man that um, he was at one point, maybe. Ever. Yeah, I mean, like, there there are some not-so-friendly ones there, like Nick Benino for yeah. another two years at 4.1, Mikhail Granlund at five and three quarters like that's that's kind Oof. of a lot tourists yeah to your point um even craig smith for one more year at 4.25 could be kind of ugly yeah. probably won't be i I'm mean sure like he'll you're, have a you're getting a bargain with forsberg at six so there's a little bit of trade-off you know here and there you can nitpick oh not necessarily because david pasternak makes blah, 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 blah. yeah um i don't know i i i think nashville takes a step back next year a bit of a transition Transition season for them again. I, nice transition. Transition season. Yeah, I think, like I said, like I think the goaltending is going to switch hands here. Um, uh, I think maybe Peter Laviolette's looking for a new home at the end of next season. I don't think he's getting fired mid-season, but I think if the National Predators miss the playoffs next year, he's on his way out of town. Not because he's done a poor job, just because it's it's been 
you know, time to panic. Yeah, perhaps it's, it's time to move on. I think that's one team where I don't know if you're going to see the panic and react to the coaching situation because I think David Poyle's job is secure as secure can be. So, you know, and I would put way more of this on Poyle than I would Laviolette. Like, guess it depends who's available me. too, right? So, well, yeah. yeah, or maybe or maybe not. You just fucking hire Michelle Terry and then nice whoever uh, whoever it may be. Craig Berube. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll be available. Uh, the fifth team of interest. And boy, are they interesting. The Florida Panthers. The Panthers have a pretty good team. Not an incredible amount of depth at any position, but I believe they have enough prospects in the, uh, in the pipelines that they can kind of make things work. Spend some of this cap room that they've got, but they also have some tricky decisions to make in net. Uh, because they have... I hate. I have no other way to phrase this. They have about eight million in dead weight salary uh, between the pipes. So, if Luongo retires, which I would imagine would have happened by now, but there's still plenty of time. Um, that that's good. If he doesn't, you know where are you at? Uh, if he ends up on long term injured reserve, kind of you know, works out for both parties, which I guess there's a decent chance, because if he's not going to pass his physical next year, you already know, you know, plan around that. You still have James Reimer at 3.4 for two more years, um, which maybe works as a backup, but I don't even know if they're really interested in him coming back as a backup at this point. Had a very rough season last year. I'll tell you this much. I wish I had $22 million uh, with what to do uh, anything with. Yeah, I mean, like, to be honest with you, if the uh, Panthers want to play James or pay James Reimer 1.7 next year, I know a team that could use a backup. Ooh, baby. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's I I feel for this team because I, 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 outside of maybe Panarin, I don't know how many free agents are going to be lining up to come to this uh, team. But they've they've got a good position on their hands. Like you're getting Barkov at f- under six million dollars a season. That's that's a joke. You're getting Huberto at under six million dollars. That's that might be a joke at you know the midway point of next season. Um, it's already a joke for sure. He's he's yeah he's fucking okay. really good. That's fair. I'll tell. I'll I'll, I'll out. Yeah. Um. Fuck. This team could be this this team could be so good if they if they find somebody. To like play there next. is a lot of conversation too that they may even try to free up a little bit more money and like there's a lot of trade rumors around Ekblad and Hoffman. Hmm. Which Ekblad? Eh, I don't know if I'd want to move him right now. Um, because the value is probably lower than it should be. He's 23 on a decent, a decent contract, and he's probably got a lot of untapped potential there. Um, Hoffman, you know, one more year, and then he's 30, and he's a free agent. Like if he, if you can convince him to move, then go right ahead. So, you know, yeah, I, I know a team in Carolina that could fucking use a goal scorer. So I don't know. I. I want this team to be good, but I just—it's it, going to depend a lot on on the moves they make this summer. They got to fill that net position with some somebody's got to come in, and maybe it's a fourth string goalie that's t- some twenty-six year old rookie at a training camp that you know grabs the reins in January and goes on a run. I've only seen it done once, so I'm not getting my hopes up. But uh, that—that's I. Oh fuck! I I hate the Blues for winning. 
They're going to fuck this league up so bad. Are they? That's a copycat league. Every GM's going to convince themselves that they're still in it in January because the Blues did it last year. And I think this is this is Florida's problem here that they they're so close that they've got such talent at, at each position except in their net. And they're just going to try to well, we'll find our guy. We're still in it. Don't worry, guys. We're good. We'll figure it out. Still got Barkov. Now, Joe Quimble's pretty good, I guess. I don't know. So, wh- wh- what's your issue with them? Florida? Yeah. But they need a goalie. Yeah. Yeah. How do? So, how are they like the Blues? No, I. I it's a copycat league. When one team finds success, every other team so follows suit. Okay? Panthers are going to call up Jordan Bennington? No, the, the Panthers are going to be sitting in last place in December and sitting themselves, no, oh, we're and still they're, in they're it. Gonna because... call up, they're going to call up goaltending coach Rob Tallis and be convinced that he's the next fucking Jordan Bennington. Sure, probably. yeah, sure. Sure? Yeah, sure. Fine by me. Um, The sixth team. The final team of interest. The Pittsburgh Penguins. Jimmy Rutherford's boys. What do you... I have a nice hard candy. Just a sweet golden Werther's. The sweet taste of golden Werther's. What do you you make of the pens? Because they're in a weird spot. Pens are fucked. Oh, I know. But a lot of people want to say that they're not. Who are these people? And how may I get in contact with them? I don't have Jimmy Rutherford's number at this time. No. Um, well, do any major pieces get moved out? Perhaps someone whose name names rhymes with Kill Fessel. No, Kessel's he's staying. He's not going anywhere. Okay. Um. Maybe their defense things... is as good as it's ever been, according to Jimmy Rutherford. A defense that includes, you know, Chris Letang, who I, I I think should have been nominated for the Norris Trophy this year. Um, Justin Schultz, who I, I think is a pretty uh, average second-pairing defenseman. Brian Dumoulin, who's overpaid. Um, Ole Matta, who's overpaid. Eric Goodbranson, who's... He makes four million a year and makes about four million more than I would pay him to play hockey. Uh, Jack Johnson, who makes three point two five million a year, who makes about four million more than I would pay him to play hockey. Uh, Chad Ruwe- Chad Ruweedle's fine, but he's like a seventh defenseman. So, oh, I don't mind. I I think it's a little high, but I I think Matta's got some upside if he can maybe. Get his game back in order to the way it was a couple years sure. ago. Sure, sure. I think I think he's being. It's been a long few years. I think it, I think he's being underutilized. That's that's I think the biggest problem with with him. Um, it's not great though. It's not great. It's it's not going to be fun times in in Steeltown. That's for sure. Um, I think Evgeny Malkin's time is running short. I think that only because De- define that, <laughs> like, like I I feel like he's probably got thirty to sixty years left, but like <laughs> thirty to sixty like, years. Is he fucking like? Is the Russian mafia out for him, or what do you mean his time's running short? Do you know something about Gino that we don't know? Yins know Gino's gonna be fine. Yins know that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I 
I think if the, if the season starts going south, he's 32. He's making nine and a half. He is not Sidney Crosby. So maybe you try to trade him to try to maybe toss in one of those god-awful contracts on the back end and convince some team to take him because they're getting Malkin in the trade. But you got to take, you know, Ben Branson maybe to get him. I don't know. I think that's probably the only way that they can maybe salvage the remainder of Sidney Crosby's career at this point. <laughs> and I can't believe I said that out loud. Sal- <laughs> salvage the rest of Sidney Crosby's career. Like, so, in, a, in, a, in a franchise... He, he probably has ten years left. <laughs> Uh, just to find a way for him to get like no, if, if fucking if fucking Matt Cullen can play till he's forty two, I'm sure Crosby can find a way yeah, to stick around. No, just in, in a in a he'll win a championship in Pittsburgh again type of scenario because I don't I don't see how they could win a cup again when they're working with what they've got on the defense. You, you know what's insane about this team too to me, and like this hasn't been pointed out in a while, and. You know, there was a time where Sidney Crosby was the best player in the world. And they won some cups. And, and rightfully so. Sidney Crosby was making $8.7 million a year. And that was like one of the higher ups out. Sidney Crosby is making like almost like second line center money. And they can't find a way to build a fucking championship team around him anymore. How do you keep fucking this team up beyond wrecking? Like, they're like Oilers light. Except they have a few more pieces and a way fucking better coach than Edmonton's had in the oh, last few years. And a goalie. And a really good goaltender. But, like, it's it's not great. Like, Nick Bukestad's not very good. Patrick Hornquist is signed for, like, four more years at 5.3. He's 32 years old. Brian Rust is a breakaway hammer-the-puck-into-the-goalie's-pads-Carl-Haglin-type specialist. Like, he's not great. Jake, this is not a great team. Jake Gensel makes $6 million. That's another thing. You have a fucking 40-goal scorer making $6 million a year. Meanwhile, Buffalo's out signing him for a million fucking dollars an hour. What? Yeah. Time. How does it work? Time. I don't um. know. Yeah. It is a mess, but I I, you're, I, I don't think they're going to do much, and I think they're going to struggle again next year. All their big guns are on the wrong side of 30. The, the they problem, don't have any young offensive threats. There's, there, there is a way around it if you put the right guys in, but the problem with Pittsburgh is they've overpaid way too much depth. You can't overpay this depth. That's the whole philosophy in Toronto, and the whole philosophy with Pittsburgh for a long time. And then just as years went on, they suddenly started rewarding these guys for good playoff performances, for deep playoff runs. No, no. like if Patrick Hornquist is, if you need to pay Patrick Hornquist five-something million dollars a year to keep him around until he's 37, you don't need him until he's 37 then. Don't pay him five million dollars a year. And it's only going to get tighter. Like, you're looking at this, Murray's getting a new contract next year. Uh, yeah, I know. I started a franchise mode as the Penguins on NHL, and let me tell you, it was uh, I had more luck with the Oilers. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, McCann he needs a new contract next year. Aston Reese needs a new contract this year. Someone has to play defense. So 
the money's running. Even real even short. honestly, another guy if he has another year like he did this year, like they got to figure out something with Dominic Simone. And he had, he had a great year this year. Like he yeah. was really good. So don't forget they have Jimmy Hayes in the minors still. So time time has not run out on Jimmy Hayes yet. Should trade Jimmy Hayes to Philadelphia so he finally play with his fucking brother. There you go. Like you know what I mean? Let's Love just it. get over this already. Love it. Neither of them are great. Put them together. Screw it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like you put the stalls together the one year. No, no, no playoffs for Pittsburgh this year. That's for that's. that's you don't think so? No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not loving it. I'm not loving what's going on there. Um, But they have a lot of assets, and they probably won't move any of them. But whatever. Mm. Uh, Quickly before we get to our top ten, James, uh, the Raptors, they play again tonight. I guess. Um, Win or lose, game six. Game six, not in the six, but it's game six for the six. Oh, man. Man, I I took them to win in six before the series started. Sure. I also said that thinking full well that the two losses they were going to incur along the way were going to be the first two games at the Oracle. I find it really hard to believe that they're going to win three games in Golden State in one playoff series. So... I don't know. It's they've been the better team through, you know, definitely uh, the first. What is it? Six. Yeah, the way I look at it, they've won four games, and then uh, you know, Kevin Durant kind of won the other one, unfortunately, and he only played like ten minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. Like that was one of the worst basketball games. Like, just not worst, but sloppiest basketball games I've ever watched. They should probably be up by slop a fest. 5-0 on the series at this point. Fucking slop tart fest there in game five. So that's my thing. I, I, I don't know if they can walk into the Oracle and win again, but I also don't see what Golden State's going to do to stop them from doing that, and mm. I'm curious to see the outcome. I think we're going back to Toronto, unfortunately, but... Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll remember that tomorrow night while we're drinking. Uh... Raptors in six. Uh, Oracle's just a fancy name for shithole. So, uh, top ten. Uh, top ten. <laughs> very confused. James is uh, getting real fired up for the top ten here. The top ten. Uh, the return of the top ten. Return. Return of a hockey top ten. I don't know if we've done one in like two months. And this is I don't know. This isn't this isn't much of a fact one. This is like an opinion one. Uh, the top ten players we'd like to see win the Stanley Cup tonight. Jay Bomeister was the first guy to get the puck. Uh, Chris Thorburn was one of the few or first. Did I say puck? Cup. J- yeah. Jay Bomeister was one of the first guys to get the pu- get the cup. Um, Chris Thorburn, one of the first people to get it as well. He uh, had a, had a really tough year. It, it, there's a lot of interesting stories in the NHL. So we wanted to take uh, ten players who have never won a Stanley Cup. We want them to get a cup before they before they retire. Um, I can't imagine all ten get one, but you never know. Maybe. Maybe raindrops and candy are everywhere. Love it. Okay, you gotta you gotta say the the guys because I can't see the list really. Oh, oh. I guess I can. Okay. Uh, number ten. We combined our lists, by the way. Yeah, so we... some of us feel this way and some of us don't. The top ten's back, but we're lazy. Yes. Um, I don't agree with ten. Ten is a James pick. Uh, ten is Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. God, how, how could you not want Taylor Hall to win a cup after all the crap he's been through? I don't root against him. He's just not. Top thirty, maybe for me. Top fifty, somewhere in there. Jesus, I don't care. Is that, is that many guys in the league? I don't care about Taylor yeah. Hall, really. Okay, there's about twenty guys on the Leafs I'd put ahead of Taylor Hall for sure. Ooh. All right. I just, I, I don't, I, I don't love him. I don't hate him. He's good. No, really I, good. I, I just, I just think that the the narrative there of, of him 
going to Edmonton, never making the playoffs, yeah. leaving Edmonton, going to New Jersey. Yeah. MVP. He's an MVP level player, and he's I'm not gonna lie. As a, as a kid who grew up on the Oilers, uh, last four or five months, I'm starting to fucking hate that franchise. To be yeah, honest with you, fine so. by me. I'm not here to stop yeah, you. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care if they they don't want Taylor Hall. Fuck them. Hmm. All right, nope. that's fair. Yep. Uh, number nine. Number nine. Uh, ooh, my pick, uh, Joe Pavelski. James probably not that crazy about it. Uh, I didn't like Joe Pavelski till a few years ago, but he's turned himself into a really well. He's always been a really good two way forward. I just didn't like him. Um, yeah, Joe Pavelski, real big battler. I want to see him win a cup. He's a great, great goal scorer, one of the best American players of all time. And yeah, well, I didn't say top two. <laughs> you don't give me that faith. Um, yeah, top twenty, he, top fifty. He's, he's he's <laughs> I said thirty. Mm. Um, yeah. You know, he, he, he's great. Um, it's going to be really interesting, too. Like, this is sort of a, with an asterisk beside it. But I'm curious to see how this offseason goes, and I am quite skeptical that he'll be back in San Jose. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I could be uh, more on board, I guess, if he's not in San Jose. Yeah, like, he seems like the type he's going to win somewhere weird. Yeah. Toronto, honestly. Uh, like it would, you know. I don't want him on Toronto. Why not? But no. I don't like him. Why not? I just don't like him. I don't know. Something you just don't him. like his name? Something about him. Just never liked him. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still like all those goal goals that he scores against like the Leafs at yeah. one thirty on a Monday night when you're yeah. trying to watch the game. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh number eight. Eric Carlson. Uh yeah, I I'm on board for that one. He didn't make my top ten, but he uh, for no reason. He, I want him to see him. I want to see him win a cup. Yeah, I mean, I, he still wasn't in my top ten. He was the only reason I I was pulling for. Well, I shouldn't say the only reason I was pulling for San Jose, but um, <laughs> one of the only reasons can was, confirm it is yeah. not the only reason that you were rating for San Jose. One of the only reasons I was cheering for San Jose uh, dragged the remaining corpse of the Ottawa Senators to within a goal of the cup final a couple years ago as we all remember. Probably should have won the Conn Smythe, but that's another argument for another day. Um, I feel like Eric Carlson's uh, even with the hockey gods now because uh, he had to haul the entire Ottawa Senators up and down the ice in 20... What year was that? 2017 or whatever? And then uh, the San Jose had to haul him and up uh, him up and down the ice during the playoffs this year. I'd agree Sharks. with you, but the hockey uh, gods uh, haven't had their Achilles tendon sliced open by Matt Cook, Ooh. so uh, yes. I think he's still owed one or his in this regard. groin, whatevered by whomever. <laughs> Fair. I, I I remember when it happened, but I don't like remember. You know what I mean? I remember it happening. And we're like, oh yeah, that or his wife attacked by other guys' yeah, wives. Okay. So uh, yeah. number seven. Number seven. Uh, Brian Boyle. Brian Boyle. Big Brian Boyle guy. Uh, who Who isn't? How are you not? Um, Brian Boyle's overcome quite a bit. Here's a fun thing. Great guy. Uh, I don't care where he wins it. He's had a lot of opportunities to do so. It hasn't happened. And he will be a gets-the-cup-first guy unless he's on the team with, like, basically the other six guys on the list. I was just going to ask you, where, 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 do you think he, uh, where do you think he's playing uh, this time? Next year, he's got no contract. He's free agent. Is he a free agent? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh, we just looked through the Nashville uh, predictions. Ah, uh, yes, he is on New Jersey, though, my good sir. Isn't he? No, he got traded. Yeah. Did he? To Nashville. Oh yeah, to Nashville. I fuck. I thought that was last year. Um. Yeah. Where is he? Ooh, Toronto would be fun. 
what I would give for him to go back to Toronto. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Where do you think? Pick a team. I think he's going back to the Rangers. Oh, I don't know why. God, I want him to win a cup. What's he doing? Yeah, <laughs> he may. He might stay in Nashville. I don't know if he's going to get paid necessarily. Yeah. You yeah. know? Hard to say. If it... Where's his family been living this whole time? I don't know. New Jersey? Yeah. Maybe he goes think. back to New Jersey. Yeah, boy. That's why I Hard thought the Rangers. Rangers. <laughs> Boston? Would he go to Boston? He's I got a Boston not. name. Does he? Sounds oh. like he's from Southie. Boston. Is... Brian Boyle. Come on. He sounds like a Mark Wahlberg fucking character. Christ. Poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, the whole cancer storyline everything there as well. Like, you know, his battle back to continue his career and, and be not only an NHLer, but you know, a, a pretty good one at that. And he's probably one of the, the better. Well respected. Yeah, definitely. So... Uh, definitely one one guy that we'd like to see get the cup, and uh, hopefully it's sooner than later. Honestly, for no particular reason, I just feel like this might be a career move for him at this point. Florida. Right. They could use some veteran. Yeah, you get that hot, know-how. hot sun. That's good for the sure. good for the cancer. Ooh. I was I told you I needed this episode to be easy to edit, and I, now i got to sift through and find that comment. <laughs> um, no, no, I'll leave it in. Uh, number six, Jamie Benn. Yeah, Jamie Benn. I know you've been a big fan of him since uh, uh, World Junior yes. 9. Um, obviously, uh, now the captain of the Dallas Stars. He, that, that's another thing that's that's kind of cool about Jamie Ben is that when, if he ever won, he'd, he'd be the guy getting the cup. You know, he'd be that first guy. Fuck, it's, fuck you, it's, Batman. Give me the cup. It's the closest opportunity, I, as far as I know, I will have to go to a Stanley Cup party if it were to ever happen. As far as I know, my dad still keeps in touch with Randy Ben. Really? Um, yeah, as far as I know. Wow. He, well, he, he did last time I talked to him about it. So, um... Well, Jordy could get one. Yeah, we didn't really bond over <laughs> our, uh, our, our love for Jordy Ben when we were talking to the Ben family. Okay. Jordy never came up oh, when I met the Ben family. That's too bad. Well, this was before Jordy was a thing. They just never mentioned that they had Jordy as oh, well he was playing hockey. in a basement or something? No, I just, like, he wasn't on the fucking World Junior team, and, okay. like, I don't think he had been drafted or anything by then, but... Didn't come on the trip? He certainly was not there, no. I would imagine he was playing hockey elsewhere. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll look up where, but... Like, it's not like Jordy Ben started playing hockey, like, five years ago, once his brother became captain of the fucking Dallas Stars, or they, like, wheeled Jordy out of a room, and it's like, all right, oh, Jordy, look at this. It looks there like you go, oh, years look, ago. he's like an NHL defenseman. Uh, yeah, he, he would have been with the Victoria Salmon Kings of the ECHL that year. Is he older? Uh, yes, he, well, he's 31. Uh-huh. So, Yes. Okay, I thought he was younger for some reason. Nope. Never mind, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go with my parents on a trip like that if I was older. Either. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird, uh, if, and it'd be even weirder if he was staying with his parents, too. Like, we met them, we were in the, we were hotel neighbors. Yeah. Right? Why would Jordy just be sleeping in a, well, it was a, they were pretty big hotel rooms, though. It was like a suite, my uncle got us this deal. <laughs> uh, number five, P.K. Subban. Did I skip a name? No, no we're good. P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban. Yeah, he's a fun guy. He's a character. I'm sure he'd have a, a hell of a party with that thing. Uh, uh, he's, he's The way he was treated in Montreal, you know, and it's a little redemption I mostly story. want P.K. Subban to win a cup because of the way he's treated by a lot of hockey fans. Sure. Like, he just takes a lot of shit for he no does. reason. People hate P.K. Subban because they don't like P.K. Subban. 
And people say P.K. Subban sucks because they don't like P.K. Subban. Like, even this year on a down year, there were a lot of nights where P.K. Subban was like, Norris-worthy advanced stats. And meanwhile, playing on a team that can't generate offense. A team that never has the puck some nights because they fucking have no good offensive players. And he's playing on a defense pairing with fucking Dan Hamhuse, who's a million goddamn years old and hasn't been good for nine years. So yeah, I think P.K. deserves a little bit of recognition. It's fair. Get him a cup. Let's go. Maybe not Nashville. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, there was a lot of, like, uh, PK to Vegas rumors, and we didn't get into it today because there's a lot to unpack for Vegas. Uh, Vegas is the only team that can't afford anyone. In fact, they need to, like, start laying people off, to be honest <laughs> with you. Like, they have way too much money. It's just like, it's like they signed a bunch of guys, and then it's like, uh, George, did you forget about the salary cap? Oh, yeah, the salary cap. And then they like, all right, you're fired. We'll get Kelly to do this Weren't now. we trying to get the, the floor just two years ago? Yeah, you, you got there. Yeah, yeah. You, you, got, you there. got there in the first seven picks of your fucking expansion draft, man. Yeah. We're going to take Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau. And he's also going to get a contract extension right now. What? You just gave away $12 million in 10 seconds? It is Vegas, after all. Uh, number four, Ro- Roberto Luongo. Bobby Lou. Uh, James, not a Roberto Luongo fan, I am. Strombone one. Uh, I'm a Strombone guy. Um, he was number three on my list, number seven on James's. This was our first mutual pick. No, PK was, I guess. but well, Jimmy um, Benn, for sure. But. Yeah, okay, well, whatever. Uh, Roberto Luongo, good shit. Uh, he's probably going to be playing for the injured reserves this year. and Where are they based? Roby to Island. And there's a really good chance that Roberto Luongo deserves an asterisk on this list because he's probably not going to win a Stanley Cup at this point. Um, but it is possible if he's on the LTIR, man. Hey, LTIR and the Panthers win next year. He still he still get gets ring. a ring. He's still going to the parties. He's still going to get the lift the cup. Still tweeting. Still tweeting. Yeah. Man, I want the Leafs to win so Nathan Horton gets a fucking... Imagine Horton might be the guy who would get it first. If they trade Marlowe, they might just give it to Horton first. But he's got a cup. Does he? Boston. Oh, yeah. I still might fuck just him. give it to him. Yeah, well, yeah oh, sure. fuck you. Probably not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, he's just he's four years old. He's at the end of his career. You never like to see a guy retire without getting a cup. Not my, not my favorite goalie, but I respect him enough to, to wish him well and Maybe one last kick at the can here before he sails off into the Twitter sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three. Oh, uh, man. If Roberto Luongo isn't fucking analyzing hockey games on TV and that within the next two years, I'm going to... Oh, just that Italian slick back hair. Okay. Great. All right. We already ran too long this week, but whatever. We got to do this. Okay. So let's say the NHL wanted to be fun. Okay. Let's just say we were going to be a fun league now. Okay. You have to make a panel of... No, let's do this next week. Um, <laughs> number three, Patrick Marlowe. We'll do it next week when we're drunk. That sounds like a better idea. Yeah, uh, yeah, Patty Marlowe. Um, I mean, for now, he's on the team I cheer for, so there's a little bit of bias there. Mm-hmm. He might not be soon. It's going to but... be really rough to think about this list in like two weeks 
when Patrick Marlowe's a member of the fucking Anaheim Ducks. And it's just like, yeah, he's not getting that cup. Mm. That's, we gotta accept it. I think, I spoke to you last week about this, like, if he does go to an Anaheim or an LA or some shit to be close to the family, I still think there's a really decent chance that Marlowe gets traded next February, too. Oh, yeah. You know. He's gotta be... Somewhere. On the back of his mind, you know, like... Carolina yeah. or somewhere that can afford him, you know. Sure. Yeah. Not Vegas. Well, the cap hit's gotta move, right? So, yeah, well... <laughs> That it'd be quite that'd be quite the next eight months if Vegas is in the market for fucking Patrick Marlowe anytime soon. Vegas should be eating nothing but ramen noodles, as far as I'm concerned, for a little while here. It sounds like we could knock a few guys off this list if maybe you know the Panthers go in on you know, Boyle and Marlowe and you know and make a run here. So Subban for Ekblad. All right, super team. That's the worst. Could you imagine if Florida made that trade? That'd be the worst trade. Wouldn't be great. That's Subban for Weber, but That's worse. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> it's coming. Um, are we good on Marlowe? I don't know. I don't have much else to say about my He's sweet, sweet Most king. of what we have to say about him is what we're going to say about number one anyway. So yeah, well, and I want to talk about my actual sweet king, which is number two, uh, the king, Henrik Lundqvist. Ooh, our, our second Swede. To be honest with you, like... I don't know. I'd almost rather Lundqvist at one. Like I put Thornton, or why well, yeah, I put Thornton at one. Whatever. We're we're getting there. It's late. Spoilers. But like, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe Lundqvist should be the one. Maybe this is a tie. It honestly might be. But to me, like Henrik Lundqvist in his prime, there's no goalie in their prime. I would rather start a fucking playoff game. At least goalies that I've watched. I can't say like. I wouldn't want Ken Dryden when I or some Thompson shit. was a bad luck. Goddamn newsy chalant for sure. Um, but yeah, Gary Cheevers. Like, I, I, I think Lundquist of the goalies I've ever watched, maybe Broder in his prime. Broder was the better all-around goalie, but fucking Lundquist was the guy when you needed to win a game, man. Like, it was, you know, insane. But yeah. just never had an amazing team in front of him. Or... Ryan into the wrong team, you could say. True. Yeah, the Kings were going to win that year. Yeah. That was going to happen. Good for you for taking them to six games, but... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Alec Martin has his sniping goals left and right here. What and, are you going to do? The, you know, the crazy thing is, is well, like, unlike with Luongo, Lundqvist is still playing at a fairly high level. It's pretty good. Yeah. Like, it's pretty good. He might not be a starter at the end of next season, but he's going into the season, he's still a depending starter. What, depending what team he's on. Yeah. If he's on Carolina, he'll be fine. Yeah. God, I hope he goes to Carolina. Our number one is Joe Thornton. Um, this is a weird one because I don't know where he's, what's going to happen here. He's going to keep playing. I think. I think. I don't know where he's going next year. I think we only had two weeks left to do this because I, I think he retires. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I think there's definitely going to be interest in Thornton. It's just a matter of if Thornton wants to explore certain markets. Like, you know, if the Columbus Blue Jackets would fucking take Joe Thornton tomorrow, does Joe Thornton want to move to Columbus after living on the beaches of San Jose for 13 years uh, before playing in one of the craziest sports cities in the world? Uh, or after playing one of the craziest sports cities in the world? So, like, I don't know. Yeah, the least could use a fourth line center. <laughs> Toronto boy comes home. 
I almost want him to go to the Rangers for no other reason other than the fact that the Joe Thornton to the Rangers rumors have been going on since, like, 1997. Okay. So, like, let's just put it to bed. Like, he should just go there to spite the headlines and then retire nice. immediately after. Retire as a Ranger, never play a game there. Him and, him and Lundqvist can go out and talk. Oh, shit. And Boyle. And they got cap room. Subban put all these players on that team. Trade every one of the Rangers. The Rangers win the cup next year. A good roster if you look at it. Not going to lie. Holy fuck. <laughs> My number 11 was Steven Stamkos, too. Like, add him to the mix? Your Holy shit. goalie is Roberto Luongo. <laughs> yeah, you might need to have a third stringer. Okay. <laughs> I think that concludes. I hope it does. So that, 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 that wraps up part of the season, in a way. The Blues won the cup tonight. Hockey's done for the year. We're shifting into off-season mode. Uh, like we said, next week is the awards show special. Um, if you're tuning in to expect us to be live from the Vegas Awards, giving you a real comprehensive look on what is happening behind the scenes of the NHL Awards, uh, you're actually going to get me and James drunk in my living room, gabbering on about old Keenan Thompson skits and w- who would be the best uh, on-air personalities out of current NHL players. So that'll be a good time. Um, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah, I'm just going to mix Instagram into there. Maybe if we get enough followers, I'll start using it. Um, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Clomper, Portugal Radio. Uh, love us in your hearts. I messed that one up this week. Yeah. Play Gloria. Play Gloria. Sure. Yeah, I guess that's our fucking outro now. I gotta make a fucking outro for Gloria.